Hello, you are on the Game Trail Podcast with Eric, and guest is Vic here today, and Norbert is also with us, and we're going to talk about why New Mexico is the best western state to hunt in, and um, where do you guys want to start? Well, one of the things I like about New Mexico is there's a lot of different species you can hunt, you know, from buffalo to bighorn sheep, cougars and bears. Yeah, we'll add to that. Um, elk, mule deer, coos deer. Um, also, don't forget the oryx. Oryx. You can get the oryx. Ibex. What else were we missing? Um, uh, black bear. And mountain a, lion. And then there's predator hunting, which you got coyotes and you got your uh, bobcats with that as well. Um, so, yeah, we have a, ro- a very wide range of animals to hunt here in New Mexico. And I think a point that was brought before we started the cast was just flying, if you're out of state and you fly into Albuquerque, New Mexico, that puts you right in the center of the state, which allows you to hunt within, what, two hours drive at the most? Yeah, two to three hours you can be in quality hunting area. Quality units to hunt. Quality game, quality animals. Um, A lot of these animals make Boone and Crockett as well. We have a big animal here in New Mexico, for sure. Oh, I think... um, Throughout the U.S., I think everybody knows what we're probably the prime one of the prime destinations for elk, and a lot of people that are listening are probably going to say the Gila, which we all know that the Gila is probably the best general area for elk hunting. But what are other areas at? I mean, oh, you got the Hamus, the Hamus. You know, you got to remember too down in the lowlands by the Rio Grande River. We heard there's elk in that area. Yeah, you know how um, big are they? I don't know because I've never seen one myself. But there are elk down in the flats, down by the Rio Grande River. Yeah. Um, other units that people name there's sleeper units out there in New Mexico. Um, Cloudcroft area, I would say, is a sleeper unit. I think um, even unit, uh, what, they're near Grants, New Mexico, if you guys want to look it up on a map. That area is another sleeper unit. Unit 13 is what they call it. And that's another sleeper elk unit for you out-of-staters. And maybe even instators they didn't know that uh, those units carry good elk and some nice elk to go chase during the, uh, especially during the, uh, the bow hunt. Yeah, that's below Unit 15 <coughs> over by Blue Water Lake as well. There's some areas in there that you can cut across. It's very nice. But, Big area. Why New Mexico? Because we're talking a lot about elk here, but what people don't realize is we, we have free range, literally free range ibex, oryx, and Barbary sheep. And there is, uh, it's not a draw hunt, it's not an over-the-counter hunt, but there are Himalayan tar on Mount Taylor that were released back in the 60s that you can just go out there and if you can find them, good luck. But there are supposedly handfuls of them out there and guys get it done uh, <clears throat> from time to time. They find them, the group that is left out there. So is that, people, a, is that a draw hunt? That, that is not a draw hunt. That's just a straight out, you just go and shoot. They don't have any licensure on those Himalayan tires that are on that mountain, on Mount Taylor. And back in the, uh, I want to say the 60s, New Mexico Game Fish brought in uh, the Barbary Sheep, the Ibex, the Oryx, and the Himalayan tire. I don't know the whole history behind the Himalayan tire and why that didn't uh, get popular or maybe the herd just didn't do good. But the Barbary Sheep did, are like thickest thieves down there in Southeast New Mexico. 
orcs are all over the place in especially the White Sands Missile Range area. <clears throat> and you even have uh, down in what they call the boot heel of New Mexico. That's where the the ibex uh, hunt is. And I think a lot of listeners are probably really interested in the ibex hunt. I mean, who doesn't want to go after an ibex? And you can do it right here in the U.S. You can't do that in Montana. You can't do that in Idaho. You can't do that in Colorado. But you can do it here in the state of New Mexico and they're free range. And they're on the famous uh, what locals and outsiders like to call the rock. And... The reason being is that because that mountain, the Floridia Mountains, look like the like the desert version of the Grand Tetons. It is straight up and down, nasty rock, cactus, uh, yuccas, and everything. So it, it's the odds of drawing are not unfavorable. But if you draw it, I mean, where else in the U.S. can you hunt a wild ibex for under three hundred dollars? And it's just not going to happen anywhere unless you go to what, like Kazakhstan. I could imagine what a hunt like that would cost. But that being said, yeah, you can draw um, orcs on the missile range, and that is a once-in-a-lifetime hunt. But the other hunts off-range are, you could draw that hunt if you're lucky enough. Uh, what, like, any, many times you put in, you could draw it every year if, you, if, you, if you're that lucky. If, for people that don't understand how New Mexico works on the draws for the out-of-staters and even including residents, um, we're a... A lottery-based system. There is no point system here. It doesn't matter if you've been putting in 20 years and the dude, a dude next to you decides to put in for the first time, he has as equal odds of drawing as someone that's been in, been putting in for 20 years. Um, I think there's what maybe two lifetime hunts in New Mexico. And I think that's bighorn sheep and mm, on-range oryx. That's on the missile range. That's a once-in-a-lifetime hunt. Um, you can apply for the broken horned oryx hunt on the missile range and that's as many times as you're lucky enough to draw it which is pretty cool uh i've never been drawn for oryx i don't know if nobert has or uh, vic I has been in for oryx yet. but i know i'm sure these guys have heard too and if you're out there listening um they say it's some of the best meat better than elk which we all know that elk is pretty good to beat that is a pretty bold claim but they say oryx hands down is the best meat you can get out there um, and to hunt an exotic African animal that's free range. I mean, these animals are running around and good luck. Like, I've heard of guys hunting these animals saying that they have to take, cause this is, if you haven't been to the missile range area, it's kind of, it's pretty flat. And to, the brush is just high enough where you can't see these animals and you got to get up high. And the only way to do it, um, I've heard guys getting creative with it, is by um, bringing a-frame ladders and setting them up in the bed of their trucks to glass to find these guys. So <clears throat> I haven't drawn it myself yet either. I've been putting in now for several years and so I haven't drawn it, but maybe this will be the year. I don't know. Well, we don't draw unless we keep trying, you know? Yeah, so you gotta, we have to try and explore those areas and see what we can do. And we're just kidding with the New Mexico being the best state in the West to draw for hunting, but I think the diversity and how much game you can hunt in this state is beyond any of the other states in the lower 48. I don't know about Alaska. I think Alaska definitely has a lot of game to hunt. So, um, with that being said, what about deer? That's, I think, the one thing that uh, maybe we're not known for is deer. Uh, if you're a big mule deer hunter and you've heard of Mexico, you probably have heard of the Jicarilla, which is a 
Indian Reservation up north west New Mexico and then the units next to it are pretty good for for buck but you know I don't know that's the only areas I've really heard about people talking about um, deer being really big in the state uh, you'll find deer pretty much throughout the state but the big bucks compared to you know Colorado or even Utah are probably not going to be there but that, that being said there are big bucks in every single unit in New Mexico it's just putting in the time and uh, and the effort. Um, we'll go on to Barbary sheep. I, you know, they gave out what over, well over 1800 tags for the, the two Barbary sheep hunts. And they call it the poor man's hunt or poor sheep hunt because it doesn't cost that much to be draw. It's only uh, what for locals, maybe $125, something like that. And now staters, I think it's like 600 bucks and you hunt a wild Barbary sheep and you can draw that too. too. Yeah, you get a long season for that. It's almost, it's almost a whole year, right? It's like six, seven months out of the year you can hunt barberry sheep. Uh, a lot of them are found in some really, really nasty country, but that's part of the, the hunt, right? Is hunting them in some really steep, rocky, nasty country. Um, so you got the barberry sheep. Uh, talked a little bit on the elk, the oryx we've hit on. Uh, now we have it, some um, some bighorn sheep as well. Big, yeah, the bighorn sheep is a little bit different in Mexico. That is a lottery-based system. It's not a point-based system, but we all know that in, here in the state, it is a once-in-a-lifetime hunt for res, non-residents and residents. So uh, your chances of drawing are slim, just like any other state. But when you do draw it, there are actually a pretty decent amount number of... Um, Bighorns in this state up north and down south. Uh, there's a lot of desert bighorns down south in southern New Mexico. You know what I was amazed too is some of the bighorns up in the pines, actually up north. You know, there's some yeah, bighorn sheep up there. You wouldn't think they'd be in that area, to be honest with yeah, you. It, and and they are. They're in the they're in the pines. They're up I, in the big hills. Yeah, what we picture as the iconic um, area to hunt. Bighorn sheep in New Mexico would be what, what above timberline is what everyone thinks. Correct. Um, yeah, you're right. They're not. They're there's a lot of herds that are found in the timber. They're they're pretty steep timber areas, but they're in the timber, and down near what the the gorge. This is an area of northern <clears throat> Mexico. You're down, uh, literally in the sage flats, but it's it's near the Rio Grande River and it's really steep canyon country, and they love it. They're they absolutely love. It. You'll see them there all the time. And they get big. There's some big dudes down in there. The desert bighorn, I have never really gone to that type of country in southern New Mexico, but uh, from what I understand, there's quite a few. But I've never seen one myself, just up yeah. north. I've never seen them down in the desert myself, just up north as well in the pines. And I was like, wow, those are bighorn sheep that you would think would be in the desert. And here they are in the pines. Pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Another good reason for that big bull statement of being the best state to hunt in, in the West is we don't have a point system. So whereas the, all the states around us, and I'm sure a lot of people have their opinions about it, but it is what it is. We have a lottery-based system. We're not point-based. So like in Colorado, you know, you hear guys putting in for 10 years, getting 10 to 15 points before they can draw an elk. And... To me, that is insane to wait that long to hunt an elk. Uh, you know, it, 
maybe hunt what maybe two three elk in your whole entire lifetime and that's insane yeah, i know Colorado has the otc tag but i don't see guys really taking a lot taking down a lot of game on that over-the-counter tag that they give to the, the non-residents um, in new mexico we have um, if you don't draw there are other options there's ways to make things happen in this day and we kind of every western state does have some type of we'll call it a land voucher tag here in New Mexico called rancher tags and the ranches out here in New Mexico they're found in the elk uh, what they call them core units where elk are predominantly found the ranch the private lands in those areas get a certain amount of tags from uh, the game fish to hunt on their property and they sell those tags and if you do your research right uh, you could probably find a tag in New Mexico you know a bull elk tag or a cow tag mostly cow tags probably you can find for a decent price that you would pay the exact same price in other states and you can you can find those here if you you don't even have to look hard it, just go on the mexico game fish you'll find them and just start making phone calls and networking you'll find tags and you'll be hunting elk here in new mexico and you'll probably go home with one um with that being said though it, it just depends on where you're hunting at on a ranch tag i think all ranches were not, are not created equal. You have some that are very small. You have some that are very big. And I think the bigger they get, the ranch, uh, probably the heftier price you're going to pay for that tag, because they probably have some prime land on their on their property. You know, water, feed, and stuff like that. Uh, deer tags for staters, you can put in for the draws, but if you don't draw, uh, a lot of times they don't have land voucher tags for deer in New Mexico. But it's just written permission from. Uh, the ranchers on private land now they may charge you for that. I don't know. I I've never I've never gotten permission uh, Here in New Mexico even as a resident. I never Bothered to even try to get a written permission to hunt deer. I don't know if anyone has we all done draws, huh? Just the draws um, Antelope works the same way they're um, They get ranch tags for antelope and they sell those and the same thing goes with that, you know uh, depending on the ranch, the bigger the ranch, uh, the more you're going to pay for that tag. But you're going to see a. I don't think you can go wrong with a with an antelope tag in New Mexico, especially private land. There's so many antelope in New Mexico. It, we found that over the past two years, we've actually bought landowner tags and we've filled out the tags every year. And there's just a lot of antelope in New Mexico. I, we always think of Wyoming, and I think Wyoming still is probably the king of antelope within the state, but. New Mexico is not far behind. There is a lot of antelope. Vic, you've drawn... I've drawn antelope twice. Um, been successful both, and it was a pronghorn, and they were on private ranches. It's a draw hunt, but you actually go on a ranch. Yeah, if people don't know that, if you... Yeah, sorry to interrupt, Vic. If, you, if people in-state or out-of-state, you put in for rifle or muzzleloader antelope, you're going to land up drawing and hunt a unit. It's kind of strange. I don't know why they do it that way. But that's the way they do it. Uh, the only time you get to hunt public land in New Mexico for antelope is for bow only, and that's just the way the rules are. Yeah, that is. So correct. yeah, you, you draw, you get assigned a ranch, right? Yes, you still get assigned a ranch. You go check in with the rancher, and he puts you in the area. But there is plentiful antelope here in New Mexico. Good size antelope. Um, good stuff. It's it's really fun hunting them as well. Yes, yeah, so you had fun, right? I mean, yeah. I saw the one that you brought to work, and uh, it was pretty nice. It was, oh, a nice it was size, great. Nice size buck. Yep, it was very um, nice. Good eating, um, good experience. Really yeah, is. 
as we talk, if you hear some noise in the background, it's because we are working and we are firefighters, and it means we'll have to put it on pause and it might be a fire, it might be a medical call. I don't know. We'll find out if we get interrupted. But if we do, we'll be right back and this podcast will continue um, for how long this thing's going to continue on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we all work together just to give you guys the heads up. Me, Nolbert, and Vic work together at the same station now for... Brian as well. Brian as well. Brian had to go drive another engine somewhere else, so he's not here tonight with us, but uh, normally he would be. Um, so you can't really give his opinion on why we're the best state in the West <laughs> to, to hunt. That's kind of nice being able to work together and hunt together. You know, yeah, it is. It is it. It's a pretty I good think, combination as well. Oh, yeah, it works awesome. I think... With that being said, like one of us draws an animal, they usually someone will bring in some gaming. We always have gaming for for either breakfast or dinner or something. Okay, we got interrupted. Not a big deal. Um, what were we saying about Norbert? Why Dick was gone? Oh, um, deer. Let's go back to deer because deer is kind of an issue. I think in here in New Mexico, uh, back used to be over the counter, and I think that that kind of hurt our populations of deer in New Mexico. Like I said, there's plenty of deer, but the deer age seems to be, on the buck-wise, seems to be low. Like they're very young bucks. You don't, it's kind of hard to find a mature buck on a, on a draw tag. Not all the units, they're there. We know they're all there, but you generally see a lot of young bucks. And I don't know if it was the old way that New Mexico did it because of the, it was just an over-the-counter tag for the whole state or a combination of that and predators, uh, you know, coyotes in this state are way out of control. I know some say, like Utah, for instance, has a, uh, what do you call it, a bounty on, on coyotes. And it seems like they have really good deer populations and a lot of mature buck out there. Um, this is what I can see, what I observe. I don't know what you guys think on your deer hunts. I know me and Nova got to go uh, deer hunting this year with our bows, saws, a handful of deer, some good-sized bucks, but, but I don't know if the numbers were quite there. You know, we saw a lot. I don't know. What, what do you think? I think there's plenty of deer, but it would, to, on my experience, it was seemed like more at the beginning of the hunt. I was, you know, <laughs> waiting for the bigger one, which I regret now. But um, you know, they're just hard to get to as well. You got to put the miles in to find find you a nice buck. Yeah, and Vic drew rifle deer last year and what did you think about what would you say the quality of that hunt well the quality is good there's there were deer <clears throat> they're mostly in the burn area so they're able to spot you so it was a lot of walking a lot of hunting but what i enjoyed about it is you really had to hunt the deer you had to work for them and once you got to them they were good um, i saw a few big ones but way too far so you know i did get a, a three by three he was a nice size buck but um for me i like to hunt for meat so i'm not really a trophy hunter yet um, I enjoy going, so when I get what I have to do, I just get it done. And it was successful for me, so it was good. It yeah. was a great hunt. I, I've been in that unit that Vic's hunted before uh, with bow, and we saw a lot of doe, a lot of doe down in that unit, but the bucks weren't there. I mean, we, we saw maybe two or three forkies down there. And I, I think that's what I'm trying to get at. Do you think the quality of what people think, you know, when they draw... You know, they say they've been putting in for five years and they finally get lucky and draw after five years of putting in New Mexico. Um, do you think their expectations are going to be way too high when they're looking for that 
I don't know, a big mature four by four framed in buck? Or you think it's just, you have to do your homework as always? Well, I think if you do your homework and you put the miles in, it's possible. You know, you're yeah. gonna find that, that perfect buck. But. See, I haven't had a chance to, to hunt rifle deer in New Mexico yet. I know Vic's mostly done uh, all rifle. Yeah, I do all rifle, and, and we saw a lot of buck in that area, and they were hard to get to, but every day we were, we were seeing animals for sure in yeah. deer, yes. We did see a lot of does, but with that doe there are bucks, and there were some nice ones. You do your homework, and you do your research, and you put in the miles, you will succeed for sure. Yeah. Um, they're out there, um, so it's just the time of year, and you know, just like anything else, weather, just however it happens, yeah. but um, we definitely I, got some nice ones. I think that's what's kind of cool about being in New Mexico, uh, I, th I think our the terrain is so diverse in this state, and so it, with that diversity and the elevation change, you get changes in uh, what do you call it um, weather. So if you're hunting low, yeah, you're not going to get that. Um, uh, you know, you're not going to get snowed on typically in October or even September. But if you're hunting up high up north, there's a really good chance. Especially late October, you're going to get snowed on. Definitely in November, you're going to get snowed on. It's going to get cold. Um, so I think that plays a big role, and actually a fun role, because you can, if you don't really like the cold, you can go on a bow hunt or a muzzleloader hunt and probably avoid a lot of the cold. But if you like the cold, there's plenty of those hunts, too, that you can be right in the smack center of cold weather and not have to really worry about the heat. Oh, yeah. And, of course, with heat goes with, you know, dealing with if you get a, an animal down, uh, racing against time with with the heat, you know, hunting. You could well, you know, everyone knows here that you could be hunting deer or elk in September, and it goes from 85 degrees, possibly up to 90 degrees, and then at night you're down what like 30 degrees. So it just changes so much. But I think that that diversity makes it really good to hunt because you can almost choose the weather that you want to hunt, and I know it's going to be like that for the most part. Um, I think September you're going to expect a lot of rain though. That's typically what happens. That's during kind of the monsoon season and you're going to get dumped on. I think this past season, me Nolbert and Brian, we got rain on every single day. I, I think it rained every single day in September that we were up there. It was just almost to the point where we had to stop, we did stop hunting a couple times because it got it, rained, it was raining so hard. And, uh, and you guys were in the south, down south, right? Or no, we were up north. We are in the Hamus Mountains. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure people don't want to go, oh no, you gave away a unit. No, whatever. You still got to draw it. Uh, the odds aren't very good, but. That's a hard draw. draw. I've been putting in that area for years and I still <laughs> yeah. haven't drawn. We just got lucky so. and we drew it two years ago and then Nover hopped on our. Because you, uh, you can combine tags uh, or attach, right? You attach with somebody that already put in and you get tossed on the same hunts, you all draw the same, that way you can hunt together and stuff like that. And Nobert tagged along with, oh, he didn't tag along with us, huh? You just, did you tag along with the deer hunt and got? No, because well, you're on your I own, I was actually right? on my own tag. You were on your own tag, huh? But uh, I ended up drawing the same units you guys. Yeah, he did, he, Norbert drew the same unit and he drew elk and it was, oh man, talking about a tough year for elk. We played the, uh, what do you want to call it? We played, the lines basically where we were hunting at we had uh not private property necessarily we had government lands that you're not allowed to hunt on checkerboarded throughout this unit pretty good and we knew that going into the hunt and that's what we were playing 
uh, the lines and it kind of sucks playing the lines because what happens is you see the game like this year we saw a lot of elk on areas that we were not allowed to hunt and to sit there and watch these herds of elk and because nobody had a deer tag and an elk tag and the elk tag was tough we couldn't we just could not locate elk on the right side of the line and, and you guys were hunting archery at that time correct? yeah we we're hunting archery in it and it makes that not, that makes it tough but definitely playing lines knowing if you ever play the lines and we use onyx maps and that really helps you get very precise on hunting the lines um but you have to be willing to understand that yeah they may be on the wrong side of the fence and that's it's disappointing. It sucks because they'll be right there, and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it, other than pack your bags and go find another spot and play the line somewhere else. Which uh, that's what we did the whole the whole season right there. Is play the lines. Oh yeah. No, they wouldn't budge. They, they Those guys knew exactly what they were doing. We had them on game cameras on Pokeland the whole time, and then come September first. They're on, um, they're on government lands that we're not allowed to hunt. They were on private property. There are a lot of them on state monuments or other type of government properties that we just we're not allowed, don't have access to to hunt. That's part of it. Um, have any of us here been able to hunt an exotic animal yet? I haven't drawn. I put I, in for Barbary. I haven't I drawn. Haven't drawn it. Yeah. I put in for year. I've been putting in for years, and I haven't drawn one yet. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just us that just haven't drawn. Um, Brian's not here. I'll just tell his story for him. He actually has an exotic animal, but he got it in a strange way. He was um, headed down to on a deer hunt down south, and you pass through some units that carry uh, orcs, and someone hit one with a car. Long story short, he got out, finished it off because it was kind of demolished its back end. Made a phone call to Game Fish, and they sold him the meat for a pretty small amount of money. So it, Brian's first exotic animals was with a truck, <laughs> and it wasn't even his own truck. <laughs> it wasn't even his own truck. So I guess that's kind of good. It's a win-win. He didn't mash his truck up, and he got an oryx out of it too. <laughs> he has the pelt. He's got the skull. He's got everything. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's. The exotics start to get a little hard to draw. I think out of the three exotics, I would say Barbary sheep is probably your best bit of drawing because they give out a lot of tags for Barbary sheep, and there are actually a lot of Barbary sheep down south. The oryx, there's, I don't know what they guessed, a herd at about 3,000, and um, should probably triple that amount of people put in for it for all the hunts for the oryx. That makes it hard to draw. But what's nice is you can put in for... Um, these exotics and I, we know I don't know if these guys know but I know a guy that's drawn orcs what like three years in a row lucky guy yeah um, you never know but you know we keep putting in we keep giving a try so yeah. one day I'll be able to do it hopefully yeah I got a shot at shooting some animals that uh, like I said you can't hunt them anywhere else in the west and the only way to hunt these animals is by flying out of the country and that's a lot of money if you're on a budget I think New Mexico is definitely a go-to state if you're on a budget which most of us are. Which most of us are. Yeah, we're trying to finagle budgets, uh, family, work, all that stuff. So that makes it hard to, especially hard out of the country. Uh, most wives aren't too, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if they'd be very fond about going to like Kazakhstan to go hunt some, uh, you know, 
strange game out there. Um, so if you're an out-of-stater, I know you've been kind of harping on this. I think if you're out-of-state, you look at New Mexico and you think, oh, there's no way I can draw. But yeah, the percentage of tags they give to the out-of-staters is very small. It's only, what, 6%, I think. And then if you go through a guide, the guides get a certain percentage as well for their clients that put in. Um, but, but what people don't realize is, one, we don't have the point system. So you have a very good chance of drawing very good hunts and very good units, either on your own or through a guide. I think going through a guide increases your odds of drawing. But the prices alone are, are there too. Like, we don't charge a whole lot for out-of-staters. I was looking you know, at Wyoming, Montana, and Colorado, and once, you're, once it's all said and done for an elk, you're looking at anywhere from 1000 to $1,500 where I think in New Mexico, if you actually go through the draw system, you're probably looking, not quite up there, you're probably looking at like $900, which is not, not bad at all for, um, to hunt big game in New Mexico. And then at least you still also have the options of, of buying a rancher's tag. If, what do you think about the outstaters? Do you think it's definitely good? I mean, because of the point system not having one? Yeah, you know, coming from out of state's great. Um, oh, you're from Arizona, so. Yeah, well, I'm born and raised in Arizona. Yeah, that is correct. Um, I've seen a lot bigger elk here, but coming from out of state, yeah, I got a good opportunity. You have good game, good quality game. And that's kind of one of the the aspects of looking at, at coming to New Mexico to hunt. Um, it's great, great animals, great opportunities. Yeah, and I think that we were talking about the weather, access, you know, Alkery. That's where the international airport is, so that's more likely if you fly to the state, you're gonna, that's where you're going to fly, is Albuquerque. And that is smack dab in the center of the state, and you're probably within like two hours drive of your unit that you drew. Um, drive time-wise, yeah, that's a far drive. If you're driving anywhere from outside of like the three states that surround us, Colorado, Texas, and Arizona, you're probably going to drive for a while. But I think it's going to be worth it because guys from back east... Um, you get your chance at hunting a lot of big game, which you don't get that opportunity. We don't get the opportunity to hunt whitetail so much. We have coos deer. Um, I don't. I think Arizona is more, known more for their coos than we are. Yeah, down south. That's that's what I was brought up hunting coos. And once I saw a mule deer up here, the size of them compared to the coos is yeah. <laughs> it's like wow, yeah. it's crazy hunting like something so small now, twice the size. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, there's whitetail. There's actually whitetail only tags. There's not a lot of them, but there are those draws. I've, up until this past season, I had never seen a whitetail in Mexico until we went antelope hunting and we saw like four whitetails. But I guess out in eastern Mexico and was it southeast of Mexico down in Cloud Crop, that area, they have whitetails. I've been down in Cloud Crop a couple times and have yet to see a whitetail down there. I've seen mule deers, but I haven't seen a whitetail. I don't know where these guys are finding them at, but I guess it's a big secret because I don't see them that often. Yeah, I haven't seen any in Mexico myself, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, um, it'd be interesting to, to try. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Uh, that'd be because there are some whitetail only tags in New Mexico, and I, man, I, that'd be a tough one, I think, because I don't even know where to start on those ones. Yeah. So, whitetail, no. Stay away from the state for whitetail. Guess they're not here. 
they're from they between. They're probably they're on here, probably land. Yeah, good we'll, luck. <laughs> we'll do some more research on that yeah. and get back to you You're guys have on to that. Come back to us and we'll figure that one out because we still figured out ourselves. Give us something else to go look at. Like we don't have enough <laughs> options here as well. Um, one thing we didn't touch on that I'm not a big uh, fowl or uh, bird hunter, but a lot of people are. Um, I know. What do you think? I, did you, have you hunted bird in New Mexico? Um, I have hunted quite a bit of bird. We used to hunt a lot more. Um, it's great. You got duck, you got quail, two different kinds of quail, dove as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a big variety. We got Canadian geese, snow geese. Oh, yeah. Crane, yeah, yeah. yeah so we crane. have crane as well. Um, it's great hunting for birds. Um, pheasant, turkey. Yeah, I mean, there's a variety of birds here that you can hunt. And what's nice about when you come for your... Uh, Big game hunts, you can also go do some bird hunting either before or after on your days off. So you have those options as well. Yeah, we didn't touch on that. So, yeah, when you draw, typically what, usually the fall hunts, you get, you can get your, whatever it is. Say you drew deer in October. You can still go get your turkey tag and carry that in your pocket. And if you see a turkey, guess what? You can blast them. And now you have a turkey. Uh, There's grouse, but I don't know. I don't have that information on. I, mean, I don't know. I know you can hunt grouse, but it, it, there's a certain season as well. Yeah, there's a certain But the turkey, season. fall turkey starts, and that that's literally like three months of hunting turkey. And, of course, September in New Mexico is bow. October is typically all muzzleloader. And then November and December is uh, back to rifle. And then there's some late season hunts going on into January, typically for the big, three major big game in New Mexico that are go back to rifle. Yeah, or some bow. There's some boat late. They call it late January bow hunts. Uh, cow elk hunts. Well, there's still rifles though. I think going on. And then, um, yeah, then bird season starts. Yeah, a lot September of people first. in the Yeah, like to go crane and uh, Canadian geese hunting. And being a lot of people may hear this and go, "What? <laughs> there's crane and sand crane and uh, Canadian geese in New Mexico? Yeah, there are. And we plentiful." Don't have- yeah, there's there's actually a them. lot of them. Yes. They don't have a lot of water. Maybe that's why it's easy to hunt them because they're all concentrated at the Rio Grande. And uh, so it kind of puts them all in one spot. I mean, I see them in my, near my house all the time, mm-hmm. crane. I've never had crane. I don't know if it's good or not. They say it's good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's good eating. It was kind of cool. Uh, last year we were hunting deer. And it was uh, quail season as well. So we hunt deer in the morning. And then we go do a little bit of quail hunting in the midday and then back to deer in the afternoon. Pulled a few quail out and we weren't successful for deer for a few days, so we're eating quail for dinner. You yeah. know, and it's good stuff. It's it's fun. Yeah, there there are a lot of quail. I do see a lot of quail. Yeah, we uh, pheasant though. I, I I don't see a lot of pheasant. I do see pheasant, just not in like the gro- the numbers like what like Nebraska is what people picture as like pheasant country, but we do have pheasant here. I see them quite a bit down where I live, down the valley. We call it um, Eastern New Mexico. I saw quite a few on the antelope hunt. We were not. I saw quite a few pheasant out there, and that is pretty popular for people to hunt pheasant out in New Mexico. But yeah. not to go to state, but we do have them. We and do then, have them here. Yeah, and then you know, like you said, we you can buy if you draw your deer tag or your elk tag or both. You have, and you can buy your turkey tag and you can buy your bear tag, right? So yes. not only can you be hunting the big game that you draw. You can go over the counter by bear and a turkey tag. So if you're out there and you see a bear, you can't, if you have the tag, you can shoot it. The only thing on that one they have to be careful about is uh, they have bear zones. And then you just have to check every day. 
uh, on your bear zone. Whatever bear zone you're in, uh, Game Fish has like a 1-800 number that you call and you call it and you find out if that zone's been closed or still open. Closed meaning they filled out the quota of bears because what New Mexico does is they give a number of quota of bears to be harvested in every bear zone. The bear zones are not the exact same units as the big game units. So antelope, um, elk, deer, those units don't change. A unit for elk is the exact same unit for antelope, is the exact same unit for deer, but bears aren't. They cover what they call zones. So they usually encompass like maybe four to five units, units within yeah. a bear zone. I think there's maybe, what, eight bear zones in the state of Mexico. Mountain lions, the same way, they don't run the same as the other game, big games. They have uh, mountain lion, mountain zones. I call it that. And this works the same too. You got to call, and those are over the counter too. I don't know if you're going to see one or not, but those are over the counter tags. And Mexico, what, two years ago, three years ago, changed the quota from you could buy one tag and kill one mountain lion. Now you can buy one tag and kill two mountain lions. And that's almost all year long too. That's, I think, up to seven or eight months out of the year now for mountain lion. But, you know, hunting mountain lion, um, I've never done it. I've never seen a mountain lion. I think I've caught. I think we've gotten a glimpse on a on a game cam once. That's all that I've ever seen. I've never seen one. Thought we heard one, but it, you know we weren't for sure. Yeah. But you know they're definitely out there. It's not a lot oh, of track, yeah. and a, you know a couple killings of them because they do. They are predators, but I've never seen one in the wild myself. They definitely hire dogs. There are a lot of houndsmen out in Mexico that chase bear and lion. So there's no lack of that going on. You can definitely find. Uh, outfitters with hounds to go chase mountain lion, which is, I've never done it. I've done bear, and that was a hunt that I, I still haven't forgotten. And some people may think that's a little unfair. That's a whole other subject. But anyways, long story short, we used hounds, and it was an awesome hunt. It was it was pretty crazy, and it was up and down, emotionally and physically. We, I mean, we were up and down. Me and Brian went, and we were up and down in the mountains, and. It, it's a tough, it's tough doing it, believe it or not, when you're, especially when you're, you're having to do all the walking yourself, and it, it can be a tough hunt. Yeah, it was hard. We were uh, actually hunting bear. Uh, I didn't get to go last year, but the two years before that, I got a shot at two different bears, and we were just, we didn't have hounds. We were calling them in the old-fashioned way, so yeah, that's yeah. another story. We'll talk about that another time <laughs> on how to call them in. Yeah, Vic Calling goes, them in, and um, we saw them, you know, got a couple shots there, far shots running away, but they're definitely out there. If it goes in an area where it's the Gila, basically the Gila. Yeah, it is in the Gila. And they definitely are a lot more bears in the Gila area, I think, than most other parts of the state. I know a lot of the state has a lot of bear in the state. We do have a lot of bear. I think it's just a matter of coming across them, and a lot of guys do come across them quite a bit. And then what's cool is the, the black bear, everyone assumes that they're black, that it's just a black bear. And some people may be looking for just a black bear, but... In New Mexico, they'll, you'll see what cinnamon bear, blonde bears, they call it bears in transition. So they're black with the, like a mane on them that's blonde. And there's some weird looking bears out there, that's for sure. That's what I've noticed between seeing them and on the game cameras. A lot of varieties of different colors of bears and sizes. You name it, you'll find it. Yeah, there's some big bear. We saw, well, last year you can't um, shoot a sow when they had some cubs. And we came across a, a sow, she had two cubs running with her. and. Even just the sight to see them is very impressive. Oh yeah, you know, no, that's it, cool. It really makes your hair stand. You're actually hunting for a bear, and you see a, a female with two cubs, and you're like, huh. Yeah, I think all of us that's have come across a bear, huh? It's, oh, yeah. 
it, it yeah and you feel like a like you are part of the food chain now. <laughs> well, we ran like into you. Don't feel like you're the alpha anymore. You feel like okay, he's the alpha. Um, if I got to keep an eye on this dude, or he's gonna get me. And you can even see him in the middle of the day. I mean, the time doesn't matter for bears. Yeah, it's time crazy. doesn't matter for bears. We're it's not like afternoon at one thirty in the afternoon. You know, it's in September and early October, and it's still warm, and we're running into bear yeah. at one thirty in the afternoon. And I think that's also a, that's interesting. That Vic said that because I think. People assume that if you have a bear tag, you got to have hounds, and that is not true. Um, I think more bears get killed on watering holes in this state than probably people bears getting chased by hounds. You know, I, I don't know Burton and these guys have heard, but I know a lot of bow hunters that have shot a lot of bears sitting on water tanks waiting for a big game to come in, and a bear comes in, and guess what? They have a bear tag, and they get a bear down. And I've assumed that most of the the bow guys probably get them. So that means that Nobert's gone because he has to go take a call. So he's going to bow out while me and Vic uh, keep talking away. <laughs> okay, so Nobert left. It's just me and Vic. And we were just hammering him because he's like passing out on the seat here. He acts like he's like <laughs> 70 years old, man. Holy smokes. Wow. The dude's like 35. No, he's not 35. He's probably older than that, right? Yeah, I think he's close to 40. Close to 40. Holy smokes, man. It's like Benjamin Button, but opposite. Like he's going, he's yeah, getting older, not younger. That's all we do. Oh, man. But back to the bear thing, you know, I'm um, <laughs> hunting bear in the Gila. Very impressive. You know, we've two to three years been successful, you know, successful. So as Eric was saying, you don't really need hounds to hunt bear. They're definitely out there. And, um, no, I, yeah, fun. I think it's cool. Yeah, you know, we were out, uh, we do some coyote calling out in these areas as well. And, you know, you're calling coyotes. Well, coyotes may not be the only things coming in. We've called in no. bear, bobcat. You know, I've never called in a mountain lion personally, but uh, the gentleman I hunt with, um, yeah, he's called in several mountain lion. But um, you're just, when you're using those calls, you don't know what you're going to get. And that's no. one of the good things about New Mexico as well, because you have that variety of animals that you could call in. So yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's you nailed stuff. it on there. Um, you never know what you're going to call in. I well, that's a whole another talk too is predator right. calling and hunting in New Mexico. But yeah, we'll get into if that. If you live in a borderline state like Texas or Colorado, Arizona, I think coming over here and during the winter and hammering the coyotes, you're going to be tremendously successful. There's a lot of them out here. There's a lot of yodies out here. That's for sure. We don't get into it a whole. I don't know if Vic's got into it a whole. I've gotten into it a little bit. I just, it's kind of hard to find the time. I should say it's hard enough to find time. I just don't put in the time, and I probably need to because it's actually fun. I've got when I actually go out there and do a stand, and you know what, four stands into because we're on a learning curve. We get them to start coming in, and things get, they the action turns on like right away, and things go down quick. When they say Western style, I mean that like things go down quick, and it gets Western and. Uh, and yeah, Kyle's come in and got one down, and that's over within like what five, ten minutes after sitting down. Yeah. And that's off to the next stand. But that's something that we probably all need to go out and do because it's a lot of fun doing that. Oh, working at the firehouse, huh? A lot of interruptions. Yeah, never ends, but hey, never that's, ends. That's what we signed up for, so it's, it's a good stuff. It, it really is good. Yes, if you're looking for a, a very rewarding. Uh, really cool job 
and you're young, it doesn't matter if you're young, if you're looking for a, a very rewarding job, firefighting is definitely one to get into. There's firefighter jobs everywhere. And uh, that's a whole other subject, but yeah, it's definitely, it's been a fun, and it's definitely, it, well, it, it creates a brothership and then this hunting. Yeah, you find some good hunting partners, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, you find some good hunting buddies and some good hunting homes when you're like, hey man, I want to put in for that unit. Yeah, I heard you hunted over there, how was it? Well, let me tell you, go let me over tell here. you. See that water hole over there? Yeah, don't yeah. hunt there. Yeah, don't hunt so much there. Don't hunt so much there, don't hunt so much over there. Um, well, that is why you should hunt New Mexico and why New Mexico is probably hands down the best state to hunt in the West. And but I, I agree. say that jokingly. Well, you know, me coming from Arizona, I was younger there and it was great hunting as well. But since I've been here, the variety of hunting that I've hunted and been able to and the opportunities has just been phenomenal. And it's close. And that's another thing, you know, we live here in Albuquerque. And as we said earlier, two to three hours, we're in prime, prime hunting area. So yeah, there's nowhere. It's, being, it's nice. Yeah, living in this part of the state, you're definitely not far. It doesn't take long to get to a really good unit. And yeah, if you're flying, like we said, out of staters, you fly right into the center of the state and rent your car and or your truck or whatever, and you're there having fun. Yeah, definitely uh, listen to our podcast is really good. And do, do your research about New Mexico if you ever want to come and yeah, I, I check it out. But um, really look at it and look into it and some of the success stories. And, you know, you look at some of the records and there are some records in New Mexico. You know? Yeah, I think we, like, Randy Newberg, I'm sure everyone has ever heard of him, hands down, if you want to shoot a trophy... If you're looking for that big antelope buck, New Mexico's where you go. Uh, elk, I, I would debate elk with, you know, a lot of people scream about Utah and Arizona. And don't get me wrong, they, I think every Western state carries big elk. That's just part of it. Um, I think you're gonna see on average, you know, that 300 class higher on average bulls probably more here than elsewhere. Uh, the big bulls, I think just like any other state, they're in hard to draw units. That's just the way it is. The big bulls hang out in units that are hard to draw, limited draw, meaning that the tags aren't, won't be as plentiful. Like a normal tag, what unit, like we'll say a unit, unit 15 throws out, what like for bow hunting wise, they'll throw out like 300 tags right. per hunt. And then there's uh, what's a good unit? Unit 6B. 6B uh, is great. You get 20 tags per for the bow hunts, 20 tags for the muzzle loaders, and 20 tags for the, the rifle guys. And so that's the difference. You're down in, like we were talking about Unit 15, you are going to see a lot of elk. You're, you're going to see a lot of elk in Unit 6B. The, the difference there is the bulls that you're going to see are a lot bigger. You're going to see that 350 class, if not bigger, uh, bull a lot more on, on average because that's the way that unit was created to to kind of produce that, I guess, that big elk that, we all, that we're all kind of looking for, at least for once in our life. They shoot a nice big 350 plus inch elk. Um, but I think on average, you're going to see a lot of, I think people are, will be pleasantly surprised on how many elk are in New Mexico. You, uh, the herd count is pretty high. 
I know Colorado boasts is having one of the higher herd counts, but New Mexico is probably three or fourth in the herd count. And I think that a lot of people will be surprised about that, that their herd count is that high in New Mexico. You know, yeah, I'm kind of impressed in that too. And just getting into it, the more I'm watching and listening, um, it is big. The herds are big. Yeah. yeah. And we see them. Yeah. And there's definitely some big elk. And we were talking about the hickory and around the Indian reservations. And they're coming off those reservations. And there are some monsters. For yeah. Sure. It, the reservations it's, don't work on a draw hunt. They're a little correct. bit different. They have their own. Every reservation has their own like game fish program. And I they kind of work the same as the state but the prices are a lot higher why probably because of the quality of elk hunting i'm assuming but they're on the edges and there's units that are next to them and there are definitely some big elk in that area it's definitely that bleed over for sure if you hunt uh what's a what would be an area that is kind of like uh unit 34 is a good one you hunt right against the mascalera reservation which has big bulls but they're not high fence there's they're just free roaming so yeah they bleed over into Rio Doso area, right. back over to Cloudcroft. Um, another, the Hickorya is another The Hickorya, yeah, Unit 2. Yeah, Unit 2. In that two. area off the Hickorya on the backside, uh, you wouldn't think there's big elk there, but I've seen some yeah. monster well, elk. Uh, unit 12 and Unit 13, you got the Zuni Reservation, you have the mm-hmm. Laguna and the Acoma, but you all those units surround those those reservations, and that's why they produce really big elk out of there. You know, they have a the sanctuaries that they're allowed to, to get to that maturity level and yeah that's when you're playing the borders again they they yep. pop off the border guess what it's fair game at that point and that's and, all about uh, it just do your research and do your do your looking and see the quality the the, the counts you know <clears throat> on the website you can also download the um our proclamation and you can read about all that kind of stuff too so yeah if you're and it um, helps. yeah we're kind of wrapping this up um if you're interested in the big game in new mexico Feel free to message us. We're on uh, Instagram at Spot to Stock, and just message us on there. There's always our webpage, which is uh, SpotToStock.com. We have all the proclamations on the webpage, and you can just click on the icon. It'll take you to the proclamation. And you can go right through it. Uh, if you have questions, hit us up on Instagram. We'll answer the questions. I'm more than happy to help guys. Uh, where to choose and and where to hunt and hopefully they enjoy it you know that's what we're all about is is helping people out and get the best enjoyment out of their hunt that they draw because it's even though it's a you know a lottery based system you may not draw for five six seven years or you may draw once never draw again and that first time you put in but you still want to put you know you want to make it all it's worth when you draw that that hunt uh, especially when you're from out of state um, even if you're in state, when you draw those these exotic games, uh, you definitely want to give it all you can to make sure you, to make it an enjoyable hunt and, and get down an exotic game. Because, like we were saying earlier, it, nowhere can you hunt exotic game like the oryx, the ibex, and the barberry sheep for what you pay for here in New Mexico when you draw that license. So and they're definitely out here. There's plenty of them. And yeah. If you can be lucky enough to make that draw. Yeah, hit us up or hit people up and start networking. That's what it's about. Network. Social media is out there. Good or bad, whatever it is, it's still good when it comes to networking. And if you draw that cool tag, that exotic tag, or even that big horn sheep tag, start networking and it'll happen. It'll be cool. So that's the end of this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. 
Uh, I'm glad Vic chimed in and Nober didn't <laughs> return back from his call, so uh, that's just the way it goes. But uh, have a good night, guys, and we are out. All right, good night. <laughs>